Before we start, we wanted to let you know that this episode contains lived experience stories of child protection. If that's not something you want to listen to, maybe skip this one. And remember, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14 anytime if you need any support. Hey guys, uh, sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to let you know about Relationships Australia, South Australia's post-care support services. It's a free confidential service for people who've been in care. Um, their number is 1800 188 118. Hi, I'm Zane. I'm Jamie. I'm Emily. And this is Straight Up, a podcast made by young people who have lived experience within government care. Um, so this podcast is part of GOM Central, which is a website for young people uh, leaving state care. Um, we've got a bunch of I guess, resources on there, so videos, a blog, information, and this podcast. Uh, this is our first episode, um, and we're going to be talking about young people who have kids themselves while they're still under uh, state care. So Emily, I guess you know the most about this topic. You had a a kid when you were in care? Yeah, so I wasn't actually in care when I had my baby, but I got pregnant while I was in care. I guess that was a pretty challenging experience for you? Yeah, definitely. Um, So I was 17 and a half when I fell pregnant and 18 when I had him. Um, It was quite daunting. Um, There was a lot of pressure with termination um, and just DCP um, post baby. Um, so then being involved, I was worried about, I was worried about removal, um, shortly after giving birth to him. Um, I think with, uh, DCP kind of like flagging and, uh, looking into people having children, uh, within years of them leaving care themselves, I think that's really awful. I think it was, uh, part of the reason that me and my brother got taken away from our mother when we were really young toddlers yeah. and uh my best friend's uh, uh girlfriend uh she recently had a kid and she grew up in care as well and she said that uh she had dcp come and do a whole bunch of checks on her when uh they first had the, the kid yeah and even though they ruled it, oh, we don't need to be here and we don't need any involvement, they still did that initial assessment. I don't think that's very fair. Yeah, so uh, in this episode, I guess, like, Emily, you share your story and we also talked to a young woman called Brianna and that's that's something that comes out uh, for both of you guys. Yeah, um, I guess the day I had my son, it was probably only a couple of hours after having him, um, DCP families I say at the time just sort of rocked up and uninvited and you know said congratulations but I sort of believe it was more of a motive to it um wasn't didn't really appreciate their visit whatsoever um and then not long after going home um I had another visit um and that was to make sure everything's safe and um make sure I'm not going to um continue the cycle of my parents which I think is a bit unfair when I've already um I think given enough of sort of an example that I'm not going to go down that path um and it was yeah it was just quite intimidating and confronting and just not 
a great way to start being a parent, I don't think. Like it just, yeah, this wasn't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to yeah. Well, um, why don't we listen to the your story and Brianna's story and get into it? We're here with Brianna and she's got uh, two of her kids here with us. Bri, do you want to tell us something about yourself? I'm 26 years old and I'm now a mum of five. Do you want to tell us anything about how you're in care? So it wasn't the best experience, it wasn't the worst either because it could have been worse if I just stayed living with my mother. But I was trying my hardest to get out of care after that one year and to do that I thought to get out of care I'd have to get pregnant so that's what I did. What did you think was going to happen? The baby was going to be a miracle and fix all my problems. Like, get me out of families as I have them out of my life and they would think that I was some big woman. But it didn't work out like that. What was it really like? So when I fell pregnant... They sent me home on a supervision order on the terms that before my child was born that I would move out of my mother's placement because otherwise they were going to take my child. What happened when you had your bub? So when I had her, I was still under the supervision order but I was living independently in my own house because I didn't want them to take her. I was already having problems breastfeeding my child, which I was upset and trying to, like, the nurse was in there with me trying to help me to have the attachment. And then DCP, they came into the hospital roughly four hours after the birth of my daughter and because of my anxiety around the department because back then I didn't understand why I was taken from my mother. I then was, like, thinking to myself that they were going to take my child. I'd only just given birth. It was only, like, my first child. They hadn't given me a chance to show them the mother that I could be. Do you think now, having a bit more experience of parenting, a bit more experience of the system, you understand why you were treated like that? I think in my case with my mother, I kind of see why they didn't want her around my child unsupervised. Like, yes, my mother done deeds that were unsafe for me, for my siblings, for other children to be around her. So in a way, DCP was right in that way. But I also think that sometimes they shouldn't just jump and say that someone can't parent their child just because they grew up in the system. You said you did, like, mum's group and, like, taught yourself how to be a mum. Yeah, because I didn't want to be the mum that my mum was. I wanted to be a better mum. So when you have a baby, it's kind of instincts. Like, yep, put her on your boob, change her nappy, she's crying, check her, like, make sure she's okay. Like, the common sense side of things. But in saying that, like, when my counsellor approached me and said that she was doing a young mum's program, I thought, well, I'm young. So, you know, it's a good way for me to learn other coping mechanisms because... Obviously, my mother didn't cope well because otherwise I wouldn't have ended up in the system myself. Would you encourage other young mums to seek help and get support? Yeah, because it's not a bad thing. I mean, I had called every agency that I knew of, so Aboriginal Family Support Services. I'd spoken to Anglicare because they do a range of services, so financial counselling, 
bang, I was involved with that. Personal Helpers and Mentors Programme, which is for mental health, had that. So also Anglicare ran a thing called Family by Family, which is a... So the sharing family is in a good spot. The seeking family is normally the one that wants some tips or some help. And maybe you're doing what you think is right, but maybe just to try it in a different way to see it help. What's your advice to young women having babies, you know, in care? Don't stop going to school because you've had a baby. There's schools out there now that will take you with your baby. Don't take advice as judgment because I used to think like a lady saying, oh, maybe try to lay her this way to burp her, was them thinking that I didn't know what I was doing. It's not that, it's just them trying to help you to make your life easier for you and your child. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you. Do you want to just introduce yourself and tell us a bit about what you do? So I work with Metropolitan Youth Health. I'm the program manager for young parents there and also the manager of Talking Realities, which is a flexible learning program for young parents. I'm also the team leader of the clinical team down at Angle Park in the West. Um, How many young people from an out-of-home care background, do you think access your service? We see quite a lot of young people from care backgrounds. So we work closely with the Resi Care Units and DCP and many um, young people from care backgrounds also access our service independently or self-refer. And we understand that that experience of being in care may mean for some young people they've had some traumatic things happen in their lives and so our service providers are trauma aware and trauma responsive in our approaches with working with young people. So do you want to introduce yourself? Hi my name is Emily, Um, I work alongside Nora. I was maybe 12 When myself and my um, three sisters were put into care, I was by myself with my great auntie, my nan's sister, um, and I finally was um, placed in a Muggies accommodation, which is a service um, that's provided through the Salvation Army, um, which assists young people in care to live independently um, and in a safer environment. So yeah, I was at my Muggy's house for a good year, year and a bit before I felt pregnant. Didn't really let them know um, until I had to because I thought that it's my body, my choice. Um, and I felt as though everyone sort of controlled my life, my decisions for me. And I didn't want them to do that for my child. I thought that was that, that, that being pregnant was my time to sort of shine and be the person I want to be and raise my son the way I want to raise him. Were you scared that he'd be put into care? I was. um, DCP did inform me there was a risk that he will be removed and placed in care because I was in care myself. And I think it was like an hour or a couple of hours after I had my son. And you can imagine you're tired, you're sore, you know, you just don't want to be around anyone. Um, And then DCP, or family, as I say, just rocked up even though I was 18, for no reason other than I come from a complex sort of background and they're worried that I'm going to subject him to that sort of environment. That may be the case for some people, but not all. Yet they were trying to support me, but I just don't think they did it in the right way. Absolutely. That's a big concern. The one that I hear a lot is feeling judged and watched and often... um, 
I think, scrutinised from the moment that you may be pregnant or even um, thinking about having a child. Often the eyes are on them and it could be difficult to ask for help. From a service perspective, what what are your concerns um, for these young people? There are things like housing, um, transport, even just getting to an appointment can be can be tricky. Um, life changes when you become pregnant, so you may lose your peer group. You may, you know, have to leave school. Navigating the whole Centrelink yeah. system that can be a joy. <laughs> um, yeah, they're sort of the main things that we would have requests about or have people talking about to us. I'm pretty sure I accessed you guys once. Yeah. There was a lady, a um, midwife, like, I'd go there and get, like, I got my orange book from oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, like, she linked me up with the Women's and Children's for my appointments and then there was, like, a little group at the Women's and Children's for young mums. Yeah. And it was really awkward because there was one person that I went to school with who was pregnant at the same time I was. But in that sense, I feel like it's really good because... I did go to one antenatal class and that was like with, you know, there's a couple that's married, you know, like they got a car, they got a house yeah. and you're just like, well, yeah. I'm 17 and pregnant, yeah. you know, like. Like I said earlier, I think a lot of um, young parents that I come across really just want the best for their child and have their own family in the way that they want to, you know, do that in a positive way, yeah. Thinking about postnatal depression, is that do you see much postnatal depression in the young people having children? Yeah, it is um, a common experience. When you think about what some of the determinants of depression are, um, which are things like isolation, you know, compounding stress, you know, you might feel uh, really anxious about your baby and you might be constantly checking them and worried to leave them or you might actually feel that you're not loving your baby, that you're not feeling that bond that everyone had talked about. You might be very tearful. You might um, just feel completely overwhelmed what, what would you suggest that they, they do in that situation? Is there is there a service they can access? Yeah. Well, as I said earlier, um, probably finding a space that you feel you can trust, whatever service that might be. And it, it might be your GP. It might be somewhere like Metro Youth Health. Um, certainly CAFs, they provide a, a home visiting service. Did you use CAFs? Yeah, yeah. two years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good. They just supported me um, with my son. So they have a program for anyone for to support them from birth till two years of age. So I decided to take that whole two years of support. How did you find that experience? Loved it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. My calf's nurse, she admitted at the end, um, I'm surprised you stayed that long with us. Normally I'll get given a service and be like, nah, see ya, sort of yeah. thing. I think just because they were like, professionals and she wasn't you know real pushy with things I think that helped me stay with her for that two years they don't just help you with weighing your baby and measuring your baby and making sure your baby's fine it's also about you as a parent and she um, recommended lots of things I didn't know I could access play groups community-based programs for a lot of parents and families in the same sort of positions that I was in and I think that really helped me and, and gave me a different perspective on how to raise my child. 
Um, I think I'm still learning, as I probably will be for the rest of my life. But I think it's given me a bit of a head start. Yeah, another thing we were talking about earlier is not having the scaffolding to know how to be a parent, being in care. And I imagine that's something that that your clients probably really struggle with. Mm, Absolutely. It's perhaps your template of of what parenting looked like is not what you really want to take forward with you. So that can be challenging. But also there's an opportunity there, which is kind of that opportunity to create, create your own family. And that's really what we witness quite a lot of too, is that beautiful strength and resilience and determination to perhaps not repeat what you've experienced yourself growing up yeah I think because of my experience um, I've seen and felt the consequences of my parents actions and I really don't want that for my child I don't want him to have to go through what myself and my sisters have gone through you know I just want him to have a positive um, successful life whatever that may be and I'll just be there to support him and make those good choices for him until he can himself. So tell us what, what are the services and how do you access them? So um, as mentioned earlier, Metropolitan Youth Health and Talking Realities, um, certainly a lot of the non-government agencies, Relationships Australia, Elm Place, Uniting SA, um, there's supported accommodation services for young parents like Louise Place or Malvin Place. There's actually quite a good website that I might just mention, which is the Australian Young Pregnant and Parenting Network. And that's nationwide. And you can kind of look up on that website if you're looking for education, for example, or if you're looking for health um, and you're young, pregnant and parenting, and you can see sort of what's local to you. Do you have a message or any advice for young parents or soon-to-be parents who are under the guardianship? Definitely it's okay to ask for help and it's okay not to know it all. In fact, it's pretty pretty normal not to know it all. Um, you're not doing it alone. Be proud and strong and get to know your little one. They're their own person and they'll teach you so much about the world. Is there anything else that you'd want to talk about? I just want to just um, let individuals that may be facing pregnancy at an early age or while they're in care that they're not alone, um, that a lot of people experience that um, and that there is support out there and take any advice and any support that you're given because you might only get that opportunity once. What's the best thing about being a parent? The best thing about being a parent would have to be when you pick him up, you know, your child from daycare or somewhere and you haven't seen him for the whole day and you get that massive hug or that kiss and that, you know, that those little jokes and laughters you get from your child, I think are the best, the best things you can get from being a parent.
straight up is part of the Gum Central project, you can find out about Gum Central by going to the website gumcentral.elmplace.org.au or join our Facebook group. Gum Central is funded by the Department of Child Protection and delivered by Relationships Australia, South Australia. Straight Up is produced by Narrative Marketing. Your hosts are myself, Jamie Lee Nelson, Zane Tonks, Emily Mackay, and Nora Goodborn. The production team include Nora Goodborn, Cass Eddington, Michelle Philsell, and Naomi Abart-Smith. This podcast was created on Ghana and Paramount country. We wish to acknowledge the Ghana and Paramount peoples and all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Australians, their spiritual, physical, emotional, mental and economic connection to the land and seas. We acknowledge the original custodians of Australia and in doing so, understand that their inherent cultural and spiritual beliefs continue to sustain the living people of each region. Special thanks to Michelle Wyman and Metropolitan Youth Health and to Brianna and Emily for sharing their stories. Tune in next time when we go to Melbourne for the CREATE conference.